What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I pray that y'all had an amazing, amazing week. Y'all, make sure that y'all connect with us over in the Blessed and Bossed Up Society for our challenge this month, the Relationship Refresh Challenge. We are halfway through the year and a lot of us find ourselves feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, just tired, okay? And so this is the perfect time for us to reset and refresh. We have so many amazing speakers from therapists to emotional eating coaches to friendship experts. It's going to be an amazing time. It is going down June 26th through July 10th. So make sure you connect with us at the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. The link will be in the show notes. It's absolutely free, by the way. Okay, $3.99. Also too, make sure that you check out the faith assessment quiz. Click the link in the show notes. We have been getting some amazing feedback from the freebies. Once you identify where you are in your faith walk, I've created some really dope freebies for you to download so that you are able to go out and get what you're supposed to have gave, okay? Okay. Now, let's hop into today's episode, which I'm entitling Winning in the Wilderness, okay? And there's a lot of backstory behind this, but we're going to really be focusing in on Exodus 14, 12 and Exodus 16 and 3. And I'm going to share y'all the struggle bus that I've been riding on, okay? 
I've been out here and I've been really feeling frustrated. And so God gave me some revelation. Y'all know when I get glory gathered, y'all getting glory gathered too. Okay, so here we are. So I was telling God about all of my frustrations that I'm facing in this season. I'm going through a lot of transition. I'm doing a lot of different things. And there are just some aspects of my life where I've been feeling very frustrated. And God told me that I was resisting the wilderness, that I was fighting against my freedom. If you follow my blog, I wrote a blog about this and I'll link that in the show notes as well. But I was acting up, okay? I was out here acting like the children of Israel because I was complaining and rebelling about the situation. I was just really having a hard time finding joy in this season. And complaining and rebelling really only only leads to us complicating the situation. Okay. It also leads to us extending our time. So if you know anything about the children of Israel, they were freed from Egypt. Okay. Red Sea parted. Moses was there. The Egyptians got washed away in the Red Sea. And then they get to the other side and it's supposed to be a 12 day journey in the wilderness. It ends up being a 40 year stint because they were complaining and they were rebelling. And so I really had to repent and pull myself together because I was not looking to have any smoke with the Lord. That is never on my list of things to do. And honestly, I stopped operating in a place of frustration and really asked God, okay, what would you have for me to do in the wilderness? And, you know, I'm out here Feeling like, God, you know, I'm giving what I'm supposed to have gave. I'm, of course, not perfect because y'all know, I I will tell y'all quick, I'm several degrees of raggedy, but I love the Lord and I'm out here doing the things and I found myself doing the things, but still feeling frustrated, still feeling like I wasn't making progress, still feeling like I just didn't have as much clarity as I would have hoped to have because I am doing all of the things. So I'm out here like, God, I'm just trying to live my life for you unapologetically. I'm going to share your word with all the people. And that is all out of obedience. And it's honestly for my love for God and my love for people. Like I want y'all to also win, right? Like I want y'all to be out here, not on the struggle bus, not out here walking around in circles. Okay. And so it's out of my heart for God, as well as me just wanting to please him. And what I had to learn was that the wilderness is not a bad place. This is what God has told me. The wilderness is not a bad place. We often think of the wilderness as a bad place, but honestly, it's not a bad place to be. And it's our lack of proper understanding of the purpose of the wilderness that often leads us to rebel and attempt to rush out of the very place that God has called us to as a place of preparation. And so y'all know I did a deep dive. If y'all don't know, I'm in seminary right now doing a certificate in biblical studies and your girl is learning a lot. So my first thing is to always go back and to really look at the meaning of the words in the Greek and the Hebrew. And I teach this in my Renew class. We talk about the importance of doing this because English is a bunch of languages thrown together and we take stuff out of context. Some of the words, there's no real translation in English. And so understanding where to go and how to go look at the Hebrew and Greek translation of the word will change the game for you as it has for me. So the word that Wilderness in the Hebrew, the word I think is tabar, it means pasture. And there's a misconception that the wilderness is a place of punishment and not a place of preparation. 
And so when oftentimes, while it can mean desert, it's also called a pasture, which means that a shepherd will lead his sheep to the pasture that he will ensure that we are provided for. And so this really changed my perspective. And when looking again at the story of the children of Israel, the wilderness that tripped through the wilderness was supposed to be a place of preparation for the promised land. And one thing about God that I've learned, and you may have heard me say this before, is that he doesn't just want us to start. He wants us to sustain. He doesn't want you just to accomplish. He wants you to abide. And so it's about us not just getting there and having this level of success, but us being able to maintain when we get there because the attacks the temptation, all of that is going to be even greater in a place when you are elevated. And so it's so important that we don't rush through this season and that we learn all of the lessons because God is not just trying to have you arrive, but he wants you to abide. That's like if you have somebody like the Gorilla Glue Girl, okay? She was hot for him and now we don't hear from her. And there's so many people that have these viral moments, these big moments where they're on this elevated platform. And because of the lack of preparation, they're not able to abide in that space. A lot of times I think she put out a rap song like, yo, come on, girl. No, ma'am. But a lot of times we will be in a space that's hidden until the appropriate time. And a lot of the work and the preparation that we're already done is going to make the elevation, not make it easy, but it's going to be less toiling, less work. We are going to be able to strategically share the things that we've been working on all this time in the background. It makes me think of David when he was out in the fields. He showed up and slayed Goliath with the slingshot and the five stones, but it was the work that God had did with him out in the pasture in the wilderness where he said that there was a lion and a bear and he knew that God kept him in both situations. And so it's so important that we're not so quick, like so ready to run out of the wilderness that we don't win while we're there. And so we see this with the children of Israel in Exodus 14, 12 and in Exodus 16 and three, where basically they were like, you should have left us where we were. Like we could have died. In Exodus 14, 12, they were like, at least we have food. Back in Egypt, we was living good. Like, what do you think this is? And the whole time, negating the fact that they were actually slaves. Like, it's the slavery mentality for me. To get even deeper with this, when I was reading about the slaves in American history, a lot of them struggled after the Emancipation Proclamation because they had no land, no jobs, no education, and they really did not know what to do. So a lot of them ended up falling back into sharecropping because that was what was familiar. And it was just another space and place of bondage. And so we have to ensure that we don't get so desperate when we're in the wilderness that we return to bondage instead of us remaining in the pasture with God in a place of solitude. And a lot of times we don't like solitude because it feels like isolation, but they are not the same. Okay. A lot of times we don't like solitude because it feels like isolation, but they are not the same. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. 
This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessing my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch. Okay, we be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Up, okay, like we are out here glorifying God, Bibles and brunch. Okay, so if you are in need of a safe space of like minded women of faith, start your two week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. And I want to share with y'all just really how you know. Okay, let's talk about. Jesus, because is he not? He is the prime example. In Matthew 3, 17, Jesus just gets baptized by John the Baptist. The heavens open up the spirit of the God, of God, the spirit of God. Okay, let's reverse that. Um, the spirit of God comes down and ascends like a dove. And God says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. In the very next chapter, in the very next verse, Jesus is led into the wilderness by the spirit of God. He was led by the spirit of God into the wilderness. Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. God was very well pleased with Jesus. Jesus was in an intimate relationship with God. God acknowledged him as his son, and he still was led into the wilderness. And a lot of times when we look at the wilderness season, because I know I did, I was like, God, what did I do? (laughs) The wilderness is always looked at as a place of punishment. But Jesus was baptized. Okay, y'all know that there's no record of him for 18 years after Mary swooped him back up from the temple (laughs) when he was 12. So he did, I would say he was at Camp Mary. He was on punishment, okay? Not even a scribe could get in. We don't hear from Jesus for 18 years. When he shows back up, he's getting baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. God is very well pleased with him. God gives public acknowledgement to him. And then he goes into the wilderness. And it's because this is a place of pasture. This is a place where we get to know God. And so I want to talk a little bit about the difference between isolation and solitude. So when we talk about isolation, isolation is this intentional long-term separation from God and people. And this is a tactic that's used by the enemy. So that way he can attack your spiritual, emotional, and mental health. And in the Greek and the Hebrew, the word isolate means to close, to shut, to hand over, imprison, or to forsake. And so it's so important that you don't find yourself in a season of isolation. Solitude is great. Isolation is not, okay? So solitude is a strategic short-term separation from the day-to-day distractions to allow us time to seek 
refuge and wisdom from God. Okay, I'm gonna read it again. Solitude is a strategic short-term separation from day-to-day distractions that allow us to seek refuge and wisdom from God. And in studying solitude, I found that the true meaning went along with the Hebrew word for wilderness. So wilderness was called a pasture. And in studying the different meanings of the word solitude, I found that the true meaning, what is an uncultivated and unpopulated place that provides freedom from disturbance. So the wilderness and solitude go hand in hand. And a lot of times God is calling us away from the day-to-day distractions because he wants us to seek him for wisdom and to seek him for protection and refuge. And we are so stressed out and pressed thinking that we're in punishment, but really God is calling you to come and sit before him because he's preparing you for the next season. And it's so important that we don't confuse the two. And even when, as I continued to study about solitude, there were some definitions that emphasized that this didn't necessarily mean a lack of people or a lack of vegetation. It was also considered an unappropriated territory for shepherds to bring their flocks. And so too often we look at seasons of solitude as a death sentence instead of us seeking God so that way we can win in the wilderness, which is going to equate to our elevation as he continues to grow us. And if you keep reading, the wilderness is where you hear God most clearly. If you look at scripture, the Bible always talks about Jesus slipping away, going to a place where he was separate from other people, separate from the day-to-day distractions because he was seeking solitude in the wilderness. Okay, in the wilderness, the wilderness is where God fortifies us. The wilderness is where we build a more intimate relationship with God. And it is the place where we are totally dependent on God. So we have to surrender all of our ideas. We have to surrender all of our mindsets, our attitudes, what we think will work, how we think this is going to look. And that's the place where we get caught up. And by we, I mean Charlotte. And I know that some of y'all have experienced that as well. That's the place where it's like, um, the math ain't quite mathing. God, what is happening here? What do you mean go left instead of right? And we often don't see the long-term picture. We often don't see everything that God is trying to do. And so it causes us to be fearful and it causes us to rebel. And then we end up overwhelmed and frustrated. And I even had to remind myself of something that I say all the time, that my only responsibility is obedience. That's all we're responsible for. If you are feeling overwhelmed, ask yourself if you are trying to take on the responsibility or the burden of producing results, because that is what I found myself doing. The very thing that I always counsel people to do, it came back to snatch me up, child. And I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Okay. But we often forget that we have to continue to meditate on these principles, continue to grow in this because there will be a time and a place where we need that again. I cannot allow myself to get overwhelmed when I know that the only thing I have to do is do what God said and that's it. We start finding ourselves feeling overwhelmed and burdened when you're trying to produce results, but you are not responsible for that. 
The Bible talks about God giving the increase. We are just the sowers of the seeds. And the Bible tells us that God gives seed to the sower. So you can't be afraid to try new things. You can't be afraid to start a new project, to write a book, to do a new program, to pivot left, to pause some other things so that you are doing what God has called you to do in this season. God may have given you an idea had you start doing steps one and two for idea B. And then he said, hey, for idea A, I need you to do steps four and five. That's where, really where I found myself. God has given me these three projects. And he said, set this one down. I know you was working on that tough, but set this down. I need you to do this over here. And I was like, wait a minute. I just felt like I was getting to a place where I knew what I was doing. What's going on? And God had to quickly remind me that my only burden is obedience. It is in the solitude with God in the wilderness where we win. We learn skills. We build like David with the slingshot. We build new focus, new wisdom. And it was not until Jesus completed the 40 days in the wilderness that he was elevated to start his ministry. And again, like I said, even after starting his ministry, Jesus will return to the wilderness to pray and find refuge. And that's because the wilderness is not punishment, y'all. It's not punishment. That's where we go to find God's presence. The wilderness is where you go to find God's provision. And it's where you go to be refined through God's preparation for the next season. And so the fasting and the temptation that Jesus experienced in the wilderness by the enemy, it prepared him for dealing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of the religious leaders and the naysayers during his ministry. It's preparation. So I wanted to hop on here. I'm going to put a pin in this. We're going to come back to the wilderness next week, but I'm going to put a pin in it here. But I want to encourage you, including myself, to let you know that you can win in the wilderness. If you find yourself in a wilderness season, start praying and asking God what he would have you to learn in this season, who he would have you to serve in this season. Start winning in the wilderness because I promise you it is preparation for the next best thing, the next assignment. The elevation is coming. We do not want to find ourselves turning a 12-day trip into a 40-year stint and not even getting to the promise because we are rebelling and we are tripping in a place where we're supposed to be prepared. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I will talk to you later. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.